listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Hey, this is Lee Balkum. Welcome to the Save the Marriage podcast. This is the podcast designed to help you save your marriage, even if your marriage isn't in trouble yet, and especially if it is in trouble. We focus on the whole process of how marriages come to be and how the individuals in a marriage move through the process so that they can save their marriage, they can keep it on track and make it the relationship that they love. The difference between me and a lot of other programs is that I am not just about stopping a divorce. I'm not just about tricking the other person or somehow making the other person stay, but how to get to a relationship that both of you treasure so much that is going to stay out of trouble as you move forward. That's the process. And part of the process that I propose are the three C's. I talk about this in my book, How to Save Your Marriage in Three Simple Steps. And just by the way, if you're curious, when I say simple, There is a huge difference between simple and easy. Really, creating a great marriage is very straightforward if you know what it's about. If you don't know what it's about, it can be very difficult to understand and and feel like you're, you're trying to understand a foreign language that somebody forgot to teach you. Because after all, let's face it, that's one of those things about marriage. We didn't grow up with people saying, hey, here's how you want to have a great marriage. You might have seen your parents, and they might have had a great marriage or not so great marriage, and you probably didn't even see what was happening behind the closed doors where marriages either work or fail. So you may have no idea what's going on. You may have some idea of what's going on, but either way, we're here to help you walk through that process with those three C's. So let me just name the three C's, and then we're going to focus on one of those three C's today in an interesting way based on what research has been saying about what keeps people together and really what makes a relationship vulnerable. So the first C is about connection. We are, as creatures, connecting creatures. We need connection. We're desperate for it. If you look at kids, they want a connection with their parent. And and that doesn't change when we switch from being kids to being spouses. We want a connection with our spouse. So the first step is connecting with your spouse. Because really, if a marriage is in trouble, part of what needs to happen is you've got to get back to, or maybe even for the first time, get to true connection with your spouse. That connection comes on lots of different levels. And we're going to touch on one of those levels today. The second piece, the second C, is changing yourself. Now, let me just say, I'm not saying fix yourself, but changing yourself. I don't know you. There might be some things that need to be fixed. There probably are for most of us. But what I do know is that most people somewhere in life get stagnant, stop growing, stop changing. And so part of this change yourself is embarking on a process of learning and growing, of becoming more and more of who you are. And today, this topic will touch also on that C. And then there's a create a new path. That C, create a new path, is about what I call becoming a we. That's creating that new path because probably the path you were on didn't get you there. In fact, I would pretty much guarantee it because the path you were on got you to here. The here is where you're looking for how to make a change for that. People don't generally come to my podcast because everything is going great and they love the relationship they have. On some level, they're trying to find something that's more important, more deep, more sustainable in their relationship. So we have to create a new path. 
Interestingly, what we're talking about today, we'll also touch on that. But it really evolves around that middle C of changing yourself. When I talk about these, these pieces, these three C's, and I really talk about this process of changing yourself, it's really a shorthand for the need to grow and explore. Because here's what happens when we grow stagnant. When we stop growing and exploring, we get stagnant. What happens when st- anything becomes stagnant? If you go to a stagnant pond, what do you notice about it? Would you want to go swimming in that stagnant pond? Do you see the scum growing on the top? Do you see the fish maybe swimming belly up and nothing wants to be around it? And the same is true for us as humans. When we stagnate in our life, we often fall to depression, to anxiety, to feeling stuck in life. So if you find yourself at a place where you're just feeling, you know, just not good, feeling low, feeling a lot of anxiety about what's going to happen, feeling really stuck in life, a quick way of understanding that is to step back and say, where have I grown stagnant? How do I need to change the stagnation? But you may be wondering what that growth would look like. Well, growth really is not about you know, not self-growth. You know, if, you, if you look in, uh, if you go to Amazon and you pull up all the books on self-growth, you'll notice all these ways that you need to become more, a better self, a better version of yourself. But that's not the only way. So today I want to use a term uh, that is really going to fit into what we're talking about, and that is about self-expansion. Self-expansion. That includes self-growth, but it includes some other things. Self-expansion is about having new experiences and about having new learnings and new mindsets. So let's say that today you say, hey, you know what? I haven't had Thai food or I haven't had Korean food or I hadn't had Vietnamese food or maybe you haven't had, uh, I haven't had food from, I don't know, Mongolia. I think I'm going to go try that. Or maybe you say, you know, I've never really tried a nice French restaurant or Spanish restaurant or some other thing. I'm going to go try that. And so you go find a restaurant that lets you have that new experience. You've expanded yourself. Or let's say that you say, you know, I've never traveled to this area of the world. I think I'm going to go there. And so you book yourself a flight in a hotel and you go there and you, you meet people there and you, you see new things and you understand new ways of understanding the world by the people who live there. The way they see the world is different than the way you do. And you've had a new experience that's enlarged your view. You've expanded yourself. Or maybe this weekend you say, hey, you know what, that Tony Robbins guy, that sounds pretty interesting. I think I'll go to one of his events. And you go to his event and it starts teaching you about how you react to things, how you respond to things, how you might change your outlook on the world. And by the way, not just Tony Robbins, maybe it's any other self-help person. Maybe you read one of my books or somebody else's books and you go, hey, that made me see things differently. In the moment of doing that, you've expanded yourself. Self-expansion. Or maybe you're reading a novel from somebody from such a different place and you read that novel and you you see things from that character's eyes and you you create a new mindset. Or, Or maybe you're just standing at the top of a mountain and you look out and you see this whole world unfolding around you and you realize all the interconnections of everything and you have a different mindset. Or maybe you go to some seminar and they talk about some new understanding of some area in your life and you have a new mindset. We all have those experiences in life 
The problem is, as we grow older, we tend to not seek them out quite so much. We stop self-expanding. That's what our kids are doing every day. I mean, they're like sponges. If you've got kids at home, you watch them just suck in knowledge, suck in information. They want new experiences. They want to learn things. They want to have new mindsets because that's what being human is based in. And then at some point, we kind of close that off. At some point, we go, well, okay, I've got it. I've had enough. The huge percentage, the overwhelming percentage of the population never read another book after they leave the highest level of their education. And yet a book is about the cheapest way that we can grab a whole new mindset, a whole new experience, a whole new learning piece just from a book. The same is true for the number of people who take in new growth strategies or, or try new things. Did you realize that your taste in music and your taste in food, if you're not constantly expanding, it will become very concrete by middle age? You'll have a harder time seeing the benefits of some other taste out there or some other music sound out there after middle age just because we lock in and decide that that's the right thing. And I can look in my own life and see that, right? We all have our place of comfort of the stations that we listen to, the type of music we listen to. We stop discovering new things. And yet, there's a piece of us that's always looking for something new. So you may may be wondering, if you tuned into the wrong podcast, you may be thinking that maybe you turned into my Thrivology podcast, which is more about the self-growth piece. Well, here is the crossover. This is why it's so important. Research shows that one of the biggest predictors of marital satisfaction is the sense of the capacity for the relationship to allow for self-expansion. Marital satisfaction comes from feeling like you're, like you're able to self-expand because of that relationship. In fact, there are lots of theories that show that a, a marriage that is vulnerable to affairs, infidelity, one of the leading reasons is because the person who's vulnerable feels like they're not able to have a sense of self-expansion, and they're looking for some other person that can help them do that. Now, first, let me say, I am not excusing that behavior as much as saying that this is a piece of the puzzle of understanding of what happens in relationships. Understand this. Those three pieces I named Those three C's of connecting, changing yourself, and creating a new path, all three of them are the foundations of creating a strong relationship. When we feel connected to a spouse, that adds a layer. When we feel that our spouse is growing and changing and bringing something into the relationship, that layers that. When we build a strong sense of we, that adds another layer to it. All three of those are about the process of really forming a strong relationship. Some people have thought that when I talk about this change, right, this, the change yourself, that what I'm doing is saying change yourself so that your spouse will like you better. Not at all. Well, not completely. Because part of that process of changing yourself is also getting on a path of growth, it's not just changing once so that you can you know, make a better spouse, but it's about changing through your life, of growing through your life. So let's talk a little bit about how that happens in between a couple. 
The first is a sense of growth and challenge. That you feel like your, your spouse brings out the best in you and vice versa. That each of you feels like you're kind of pushing each other to a higher standard. Now, this isn't about trying to control somebody and make them do something, right? It's not about you saying to your spouse, you need to grow up. But it's about your spouse feeling like they are pulled to a higher level of interactions and a higher level of life and that you're the same because of that person. That each of you kind of bring out the best of each other because the best of each other includes this growth. When we do that for each other, when we allow this uh, sense of growth and challenge in life to happen, we have this great capacity for us continuing into our self-expansion. And then we feel like our spouse is giving us that. We're getting the capacity within the relationship for self-expansion. Now, notice what often happens when somebody feels insecure. They don't want their spouse trying out new things, don't want their spouse finding new friends, don't want their spouse you know, trying to see what else out, is out there. And I'm not talking about in terms of other people, but in life, in the world. They feel threatened by hobbies and friends and other activities, even when there is no true threat to the relationship. So then the other person begins to feel that they can't grow. They don't have a, a room to grow. They're stuck with where they've been and who they are. And at that point, it feels like stagnation. That's part of the process that we're talking about here, that when we uh, feel stagnant because a spouse won't allow for self-expansion, we start looking for the other places where there can be self-expansion. And that begins to put uh, a risk into the relationship. The second area where this is important is co-experiencing things. This is where couples do things together that are new and interesting. In fact, there's a lot of research that shows that in the early days of dating, couples who do exciting, daring things together tend to feel more bonded with that. Now, that kind of explains going to the amusement parks and and going on roller coasters or going to new uh, restaurants or or going on a a trip that's to somewhere new and exciting and what that brings into the relationship. We end up bonding together as we co-experience those things. First of all, they're new experiences for both of you. Second, you get to help each other through that. You know, those, those can be uncomfortable experiences. When you're trying something new, you can feel awkward and you can feel uh, a lack of confidence. And, and you're standing with someone who you know is supporting beside you. It's easier to do that. This doesn't have to be a big thing. New restaurants in town, trying out new flavors can be a co-experience between couples. Going on a trip together to somewhere new. Going to a seminar together, going to um, an event somewhere that allows you to kind of talk together about something, reading a new book together, listening to an audiobook would do that. There are so many ways that a couple can build that in as having a new experience with each other. A lot of times people kind of say, oh, we can't do that because, you know, we can't afford to do some big adventure. A, a small adventure will work with this. The question is whether a couple is experiencing things new together. When they do that, they both are supporting and creating self-expansion in each other. You're you're doing it together. You're self-expanding together. You're creating kind of a database of memories of those new events. You bond together through that process. 
And then the third way we do this is by having passions that we share about. This is often about individual interests that can bring excitement and energy into the relationship, even if all you're doing is telling the person about it. My wife and I have very different um, enjoyment levels on different things. For instance, I love the water. I scuba dive, I paddleboard, I fish, do lots of things around water. Water is not so much her thing, but she's happy to support me in that. In fact, when I learned to scuba dive, it was because she gave me the gift of lessons to scuba dive. She never intended on being my dive buddy. Both of my kids are certified divers, and they both decided they wanted to do that, but that wasn't her thing. But she was very happy to hear about our dive adventures. The same when I wanted to start paddleboarding. Her only thing was, let's make sure you really enjoy it before we have a paddleboard sitting in our garage. But she was supportive of that and even sent me to go uh, try it out uh, at a place so that I could see if I really liked it. She's not going to paddleboard with me very often. Every now and then on a calm lake or somewhere nice and sunny and warm and shallow, she's happy to do that. But that's not going to be her thing. But she's happy to hear me talk about that. And the same with her adventures. When she goes and does something and comes back and tells me about it, her book clubs or or lots of other events that she does, uh, when her volunteer work, she'll come and tell me about. And then that way, we share those passion points with each other. Right now, I'm doing jujitsu. That has zero interest to her. She has no desire to go somewhere (laughs) and roll around on the floor with people she doesn't know and possibly get hurt. And I find that to be kind of fun. So I can tell her about it and she can be supportive of me doing that. Now, notice those two pieces, feeling like she's supporting me doing it and feeling like she likes to hear about it makes me feel an energy about that. But more than that, I bring energy into the relationship. Strongest marriages are not about two people who always, 100% of the time, do things together and just alike. The strongest marriages are where couples do things together, have new experiences together, enjoy those pieces together, and also have their separate uh, passions and enjoyment where they can bring the outside energy into their relationship. So what do you do? Number one, find your passions. If you're working on a relationship, if you're working on saving a marriage, it's still time to find your passion. In fact, you can use that as a piece of your plan. If you're not aware of what your passions are about, find your passions. Find the things that get you excited, that get you pumped up, that you can come alive around. Because the stagnation that happens to us leaves us kind of in a zombie state. And we got to come alive and really show up in our relationships. Number two... Always be willing to try new experiences. I realized at one point that sometimes my wife was saying, hey, she'd like to do that. And I was going, no, or do it yourself. And I realized that maybe I could do it with her, even if it wasn't my top choice. That even if it was a challenge to me, maybe not something that I would really savor, I could do that as being connected with her and also find that sometimes I enjoyed it myself. So trying new experiences, both as individuals And couples is an important part. Number three, ABL, always be learning. ABL, always be learning. Be in learning mode all your life. Trying out new things, learning new things, reflecting on things, moving through life in a learning mode. Why? 
because that's what we are as humans. That's what we do naturally. So we might as well tap into that and let it expand us. Self-expansion is not always about self-growth, but it includes self-growth. It's also about those new experiences and trying out new things that just expand who we are and what we understand. And then number four, celebrate each other's accomplishments and interests. So many times I've watched as one spouse has really done something that they're proud of only to have the spouse say, yeah, well, you chose that over me or to give some other message of disapproval rather than celebrating what that person has done. Celebrate your spouse's and each other's accomplishments and interests. Show some interest in the other person's interest. In the process, you allow each other to self-expand. And by the way, when both of you feel like there's room for self-expansion, the relationship prospers. I hope this has been helpful for you. If you need some other ways of saving your marriage, maybe you say, yeah, I'd like to get to that place, but I'm not there yet. A great way of getting there is by using the Save the Marriage system. If you're interested in that, check it out at savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. And if you're interested in that book, How to Save Your Marriage in Three Simple Steps, go to savethemarriage.com slash book. That's savethemarriage.com slash book. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage listening to Save the Marriage podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com.